At least five people were killed and approximately 25 injured when a domestic terrorist stormed into Club Q in Colorado Springs just before midnight on Saturday and opened fire with an AR-15-style rifle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going fine. I mean, <laughs> my kids are home for Thanksgiving my, yes. and grand, grand dogs. My house is straight chaos. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, just feeling really, really sobered today, though, by yeah. the uh, the shooting in Colorado, as well as other events like, oh, man, crime's heavy right now. Just yeah. really yeah, sobering. It is. Lots of information coming out from uh, Moscow, Idaho. More, uh-huh. more updates about the uh, murders of the college students there. Uh-huh. So, some uh-huh. stuff hitting pretty close to home for us. Yeah. Well, as well as the uh, the shooting in Virginia. Yes. At uh, the college in Virginia, where three uh, football players were killed, uh, two others were shot that uh, have will recover. Yeah. Um, that one is just, you know, as, as a mom of collegiate athletes, that one too just tears my freaking heart out. All of it. Knock it off, God damn it. Right. God free. Anyway. Right. Yeah, just all of them. But that today, uh, the NFL, a lot of NFL teams uh, took steps to honor those collegiate players, which I thought was really cool of them. A lot of them either wore their names on their helmets or on their cleats mm-hmm. or on the field in some cases. They've really gone out of their way to honor them and and their families, which I think is, you know, that's pretty lovely to do. It is, but so unfortunate that these things we have to keep doing things like this. Yeah, yeah. Because yet again, we see no change. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and uh, kick this um, show off with a segment from you. This is uh, we're going to call this a crime update. Yeah. So we're actually recording this episode on Sunday night, and it is the 20th of November, which is Transgender Remembrance Day, Mm -hmm. uh, which essentially is a day to recognize all of those uh, in the trans community who have lost their lives either due to violence or to suicide. Because as we know, uh, trans people are 40% more likely to attempt suicide than cisgender people, which is a number that should scare the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Uh, Here in the United States, according to Q Salt Lake, which is a magazine coming out of Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, at least 47 transgender victims of violence have been documented in the U.S. in 2022. Uh, that's before the uh, last night's shooting in Colorado. So those numbers, which she'll, I'm assuming, will probably go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, those are only the stories that make the news because, unfortunately, uh, too often when trans people are victims of violence, they get dead named in the news. And 
we may not have known that they were trans, right. depending on uh, how their families handle that, as well as just how the news chooses to handle it, unfortunately. And so mm -hmm. those numbers are likely not even close to accurate, but that's what we know. Now, according to World, uh, to Trans Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter has documented 367 reports of uh, anti-transgender murders in 2022 worldwide. 367. Sickening. Yeah, 105 in Brazil, 42 in Mexico, 29 in Colombia, 47 in the U.S., and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And as usual, these are just the ones we know of. Mm -hmm. So for my segments today, um, I'm going to list all 47 of the lives lost here in the United States. Um, and, and with a a few sentences about each of those. So we'll get started here. So Aaron Lynch, a 26-year-old trans man, was shot and killed by police in McLean, Virginia on July 27th, 2022. Aaron was experiencing a mental health crisis, which resulted in his death. A.C. Morrison, a 30-year-old 30 two-spirit person, was known to be kind-hearted, down-to-earth, joyous, respectful, and a loving soul by her family. She was shot dead in Rapid City, South Dakota on August 21st. Amory Lay, a young black transgender woman, she graduated from Woodland Hills High in Wilkinsburg. Uh, that's a borough bordering Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She was a dancer and beloved coach for the Lady Diamonds, a hip-hop and majorette dance team. Yeah. Ariana Mitchell, a 17-year-old black trans girl, Recalled by her family is truly funny, unique, and loved by everyone. Ariana Mitchell was shot and killed April 2nd in Hampton, Virginia, after intervening in a fight during a house party. Mm. Asher Garcia, age 14, of Frazee, Minnesota, died by suicide April 21st. The eighth grade mm. student was reportedly dealing with past abuse and a transgender identity that had made him a target of much bullying. Brazil Johnson, and we covered this story. Brazil Johnson, mm -hmm. a black trans woman, was a passionate LGBTQ activist, a beloved daughter, and talented chef. She was killed in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, on July 15th, 2022. June 15th, I'm sorry. Uh, Brent Wood. Brent Wood's body was found on March 3rd near dumpsters behind a Seattle, Washington drugstore. They were identified as non-binary and had died from multiple blunt force trauma uh, wounds to the head. Shanalika Dior Hemingway was known for a smile as bright as her future, according to the news. She was raised in New York. She had just graduated from the University of Albany with a bachelor's degree, where she was the recipient of a 2022 Spelman Ap Academic Achievement Award. Mm. And she was murdered. Cherry Bush lived in the Silmer neighborhood of Los Angeles, California, where she was experiencing homelessness. At 48 years old, Bush was shot and killed on July 5th. Cypress Ramos, a 21-year-old Latina trans woman, loved her local LGBTQ plus community in Lubbock, Texas. She was tragically found dead on February 13th. Dee Dee Ricks. A 33-year-old black transgender woman was shot and killed in Detroit on August 27th, just before 3.30 a.m. 
Dee Dee was found in her home in Detroit with gunshot wounds. Dee Dee Hall, 47, of Texas, died in custody soon after she was found walking around a parking lot in sweltering heat. Police restrained her and put her in a spit hood during an altercation. She died in an ambulance en route to the hospital. Mm. Destiny Lachey. This is one case where both names are mentioned, and I'm going to trust these guys that this is appropriate. Uh, Destiny Lachey slash Matthew Ventress of Houston, Texas, appears to have taken their own life after battling depression. At the time they died, they were presenting mail and dealing with issues from trying to lose weight and from a lawsuit with the producers of the reality show, My 600 Pound Life. Mm. I remember this person. They were exploited. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. Duval Princess, 24, okay. uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. She was a well-known hairstylist, an active member of the LGBTQ plus community. She was murdered in Jacksonville. Elise Mallory, 31, of Evanston, Illinois. Her body was found washed up on the shore of Lake Michigan on March 17th after being missing for about eight days. She was a board member of the Chicago Therapy Collective. Mm. Fern Feather. Uh, Fern was a trans woman, uh, 29 years old. She was stabbed and killed in Morristown, Vermont on April 12th. Hayden Davis uh, was deeply into fashion and skincare and makeup. She was a 28-year-old black trans woman that was shot and killed in Detroit on July 25th. Kai Can, 18, of Great Bend, Kansas, died of suicide. In the dorm of his college on March 27th, Kai was studying to be an MLT, but also wanted to be a nurse. Candy Red, who also went by Camilla Marie Swan and Dee Dee, was stabbed after an altercation in Kansas City on July 24th. She was honored as the Black T-Girls Model of the Year at the Transgender Erotica Awards in 2014. Catherine Katie Newhouse, a 19-year-old Asian-American neurodivergent transgender woman from Illinois. She was killed by her father in a murder-suicide in Cherokee County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Kennelly Gillick, 26, of Gold Hill, Oregon, died by suicide. The exact circumstances of his death are unknown. Kenyatta Keisha Webster. A black transgender woman was found dead in Jackson, Mississippi on March 26th after what was called a robbery homicide. Keisha Chanel Geeter, a 26-year-old black transgender woman, was traveling with a friend when she was fatally shot in Augusta, Georgia on July 20th. Kitty Monroe a black trans woman was a beloved friend and loving mom to her four small dogs named China, Milan, Tokyo, and London. <laughs> she was shot multiple times in her home after a domestic dispute outside Memphis on June 29th. Maddie Dickens, 28, of Roseville, Minnesota, died of an apparent suicide on May 20th. Her obituary said she was a brilliant physicist, gifted musician, caring sister and daughter, and a passionate advocate for the vulnerable. 
She was sweet, kind, smart, funny, passionate, disciplined, determined, brave, and stubborn. Mm. That's the first half of that list. And in my second segment, I will uh, give the second one. I just really wanted to say all of their names. Yeah. That's what so, With that, cool. I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Yes. As you may or may not have heard, a domestic terrorist attacked the people in a nightclub called Club Q in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on Saturday, uh, November 19th. This uh, terrorist entered the club, started shooting immediately. Uh, they were carrying uh, an AR-15 style weapon and a handgun. Uh, they were they they killed around approximately five people and injured approximately twenty five. Those numbers will change and morph over time. Uh, a, a patron in in the club grabbed the terrorist's handgun and hit them with it and knocked him to the ground, and then that patron and another patron held him down until the police came. They are most definitely heroes. We don't even know who they are. We don't know no. their names. They are Now, that was what the club reported on their Facebook page. Yes. And they are most certainly heroes and saved the lives of untold mm. numbers of people. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how bad it could have gotten? Yeah. You will find that we are not going to say the name of the terrorist, and we are not going to use their image. Um, they certainly don't deserve any press no. for what they've done, other than to be referred to, I think, as a terrorist, because what's Absolutely. happening in these kinds of events is domestic terrorism. And, and honestly, as your local news reports on this story, if they don't refer to him as a domestic terrorist, correct them. Yeah, absolutely. As your local dignitaries comment on this and send their thoughts and prayers, yeah. hold them accountable to call so, this terrorism. Yeah. Because it is terrorism. It is terrorism. And the the big problem that we have in the United States with terrorism is coming from inside the house. Right. And you can find this person's name and their image online in one quick Google search. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to know their name, that's fine. You can get it. But I just am not interested in giving them any press, any fame, any anything mm-hmm. for what they've done. But I do want to tell you a little bit about them and what we know so far. And of course, this is very much a developing story. We're recording this on the evening of November 20th. So um, things are going to change quickly. We're going to learn more things over the next mm-hmm. few days. So we'll, of course, be addressing uh, this case again in our case updates show later in the week. But obviously, this is a story that needs to be told over and over again until yeah. we get the truth of everything that happened. But here are some things that we do know. Uh, police were able to subdue this person and... Um, remove them from the club quite easily. Uh They were taken uh, to a hospital because they were injured. Going to assume the, um, you know, being hit with the gun and being held down by patrons. 
uh-huh. that this person was injured. Um, one thing that we do know is that the terrorist is the grandson of an outgoing Republican state assembly member, Randy Vopel. Randy Vopel is the former mayor of Santee, California. And Vopel has been representing the 71st district in the San Diego area. Uh-huh. Uh, now, they did um, lose, Vopel did uh, lose his election. And so he is no longer, he's, he's outgoing. That, that's what that means. Uh-huh. That he's, yeah. He has lost his seat. Yeah. Um, it's well known that Vopel is a MAGA Republican uh-huh. who, um, you know, is certainly not known to be a friend to the LGBTQIA community. No. We also know that there are um, plenty of politicians in Colorado uh-huh. who are not friends of the LGBTQIA community, particularly Lauren Boebert. Yeah, who did just get um, managed to win her her seat uh-huh. by the skin of her teeth. Yeah, she actually had the gall to tweet out her thoughts and prayers, and has been smacked down by a large number of people uh-huh. uh, that she has contributed to this problem, and she has contributed to this hate, uh-huh. and that you know, as a representative from. From Colorado, her words have contributed to what's happened here. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think that we have to not let people like that off the hook. You you do not get to spread hate in your communities and then mm-hmm. act surprised when shit like this happens. Exactly. And, and, and hide behind thoughts and prayers and, oh, gosh, ain't it terrible with absolutely no solutions in mind. No. None. Because you actually don't care at all. This no, and, and hateful, hateful rhetoric that has contributed to this. Uh, Club Q hosts drag performers. Mm-hmm. They host um, all ages drag events during the day. Mm-hmm. And they had planned a, a daytime um, drag event for Transgender Day of Remembrance today. Mm-hmm. Today. Uh, as well as um, an evening show also for transgender day of remembrance that was that was for adults mm-hmm. obviously neither of those things happened um at the time of this recording two victims have been named um they were both bartenders of club q oh derek rump and daniel aston uh beloved in the in the uh in the in the club mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel Aston does identify did identify as transgender. So that when you said, you know, that those numbers were going to change after this uh, terrorist event, you're you're right. Yeah. And there may have been some other victims who were trans as well. We don't know yet that. Right. Yet. Some right. other things we know about the terrorist in 2021, he was arrested. Because his mother had reported to police that he was threatening to hurt her with a homemade bomb and multiple weapons. Mm. He had a standoff with police uh, in which he was charged with five felonies. Oh, jeez. 
Uh, he, however, was never prosecuted for any of those. The case was dropped and the records are sealed. Wow. Uh, now, sealed is strange to me because right. he was an adult at the time that this happened. This was only just over a year ago that it occurred. And yet again, we see potential terrorists, you know, um, telling us exactly who they are. Yeah. Telling us exactly who they are Mm -hmm. and getting away with it. Mm -hmm. Is this because his grandfather was an assemblyman Mm -hmm. in California? You know, what, what was the reason for that? And we don't know yet what Mm -hmm. that reasoning was, but had he actually been charged and gone to court and potentially been convicted, this shooting may have never occurred. He may not have even been free. He may have been in prison. Right. Uh, he also had um, possession of two firearms at this mm-hmm. time. Had he been convicted of the felonies that he was charged with when that event happened, would he have still had those guns? We don't know. We don't know no. those things, but we certainly know that it would be worth, I don't know, officials trying even at all. To mm-hmm. identify people who are dangerous? Well, it just, it makes me think about the Evaldi shooter and yeah. all of the clues that he, I mean, he practically oh, yeah. ran an ad in the newspaper yeah. to how dangerous he was. Then yeah. thinking about the kid who shot up the parade earlier right. this year and all of the things that he had done and said, including police involvement that had gone nowhere mm-hmm. uh, when he was very scary at his house. And then, of course, thinking about, uh, the kid who shot up the school in out of Detroit in Michigan. Yes. The, the crumbly kid that is also, uh, also gave all the clues, including drawing pictures of himself shooting up the school. Yes. Like Robert Cremo Jr. Who, you know, in his music videos had videos of himself shooting up a school. I mean, what else would they have to do exactly? For I don't know. us to listen to them when they tell us who they are. Right, right. You know, walk into the police station and tell them. I mean, they literally have done that in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The terrorist is 22 years old. Um, there have there are a few photos who that have leaked around the internet. Officials have not released a photo. Um, I don't know for sure if the ones that have been released are accurate or not. Um, some. Oh, some images that have been shared are in fact not him. So uh-huh. we've just opted not to share one at all because honestly, his face doesn't matter. His face doesn't matter at all. No. Um, other victims have not yet been identified. There are two in critical condition right now. Of the 25 people who were wounded, 19 suffered gunshot wounds. Others were injured while fleeing. You know, there was a mass panic. It was a full club. Sure. And so there were people who were hurt. The numbers have grown over time because one of the things that happened is some people just jumped in their cars and took themselves to the hospital. Yep. So it's taken a little while to know for sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, who was injured and yeah. was it related to this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Club Q has been known as a safe place for the LGBTQIA community. They were hosting mm-hmm. a big free Thanksgiving dinner this year where... 
they were providing, I think, the meat and potatoes and were asking everyone to just bring side dishes and do a big potluck to make sure that there were safe and, uh, you know, good places for people to go on Thanksgiving. I mean, for the trans or for the LGBTQ community, of course, but also for everyone. Because honestly, that's what you find in the LGBTQ community. It's not just for them. It's for Mm. everybody. It's Mm. a safe, accepting place for anybody who needs a Mm. safe place to be. I saw somebody on TikTok talking about this uh, tragedy who wasn't there uh, the night of the shooting, but was there the night before, Mm. saying that this club was really the only safe place in Colorado Springs for mm-hmm. transgender or for gay people to be really the mm-hmm. only uh, guaranteed safe place for them to be. And now that's been stripped away too. And they don't know really what they'll do now. Who does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so far we know that uh, the terrorist did live in an apartment complex in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears that he may have been living with his mother, the mother who he threatened to harm last year, that they may have actually been living in an apartment together. They weren't at the time that the uh, bomb threats occurred. She was actually renting a room from another woman. And that woman has been interviewed and she referred to uh, the terrorist as an aggressive person who was, you know, clearly somebody who was dangerous and she didn't want them around Mm -hmm. um after the bomb threat situation happened his mother uh moved out and she never saw her again or heard from her again she did did say though that about a month ago police came looking for this person's mother to do a welfare check and see if she was okay oh yikes and she's no longer living there and this other woman has never heard from her in a very long time so Uh That's a little concerning. Yeah, it is. I hope she's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And may indicate something was brewing even then. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. Um, (laughs) Why does everything come back to Mormons? I don't know. Um, The... We always say that here, but it, it is because it just kind of does. Um, mm-hmm. The shooter's mother uh, was known for posting in a Mormon Facebook group in the Colorado Springs area um, about her son and his struggles with mental health issues. Ah. Which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else do we know? There's a lot of things just, you know, breaking over and over again. And so we're going to we're going to have so many things to share later on. So if it yeah. seems like when you listen to this, that you that, you know, more than we do. Remember, we recorded this on the evening of November 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that is so sad that two of the bartenders or two yeah. of the victims were the bartenders. But it still, it slays me. It amazes me that patrons were able to detain this fool. I'm so glad he was taken mm-hmm. in alive. Right. He so easily could have been killed and 
you know, gunfire with the police or killed himself. I feel like in most of these right. instances, they want to die in this, you know, mm -hmm. they're not intending to come out of it alive. At least this one is so that he can actually stand accountable for what he's done. Right. Right. Um, this is being investigated as a hate crime. Um, there's not yeah. specific um, confirmation of that yet, but it seems pretty clear. They called it earlier in the day a potential hate crime and then started, you know, kind of blatantly just calling it a hate crime. So, yeah. yeah. But so I'd be that, interested to know if there's a manifesto or something. Right. We haven't so heard yet far, that there isn't, but there almost always is. Right. Right. So far, there's no one's been able to find um, any social media for this person. Mm hmm. Um, well, and, and, is that because there isn't any or is it because they managed to get it scrubbed? Right. Because a lot of times with these quickly. mass shooters, yeah, their social media, the FBI gets it offline really fast, yeah. you know, to protect their case. But uh, it's always an interesting peek into who these people are. It is because normally we see, you know, quite a lot of their philosophy about life leading up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. There will be more of that to come, I'm sure. Um, there's been, you know, a lot of support in the community, uh, reaching out to people um, who were injured, to Club uh -huh. Q. There's been a lot of positive support. Um, and we hope that's real, general, you know, frankly, yeah. considering what we've been seeing in this world lately. I hope yeah. that that is real support. It, you know, the thing is, Club Q is very strong. And they've done some great things for their community uh -huh. already. And I honestly hope that this, when they have the opportunity to recover from what they've been through, is just more reason for them to know that they have to exist. Yeah. And provide support for their community. Uh -huh. But nobody should have to live in fear of this kind of thing. No. And yet it just never stops happening. No. Well, that is what we know for now. Uh, we'll come to you with more updates as we get them. Um, but Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back to you to fin finish up our coverage of Tr Transgender Day of Remembrance. You bet. All righty. We're starting with Maddie Hoffman. Maddie Hoffman, a 47-year-old trans woman born in Korea and raised in the U.S. by an adoptive family, was killed by the police during a well-being check at her home in Pennsylvania on May 19th. Maricela Castro was planning a birthday party celebration with friends and family. But on the eve of her birthday on July 29th, she was shot and killed in her neighborhood in Houston, Texas. Martasia Rich Richmond, a black transgender woman, was killed in Chicago on July 11th. She was found with multiple stab wounds in a residence by police after they responded to a call about a domestic incident. Matthew Angelo... Hmm, Spampanato, a 21-year-old white trans male was a victim of a hit-and-run car crash in Newcastle, Delaware on February 9th. 
Police told the family Matthew was walking in the grass well away from traffic when he was hit. Yeah. He was a barista at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Mia Love Parker, a 25-year-old black trans woman, was fatally shot in Chester, Pennsylvania, while she sat in her car on April 1st, 2022. Milo Winslow, 30, of Lincoln, Nebraska, died by suicide. His final social media posts show a man in great pain over the political debate taking place about the rights of trans people to exist in his city. Maya Allen, who was also known as Regina Allen, was a 35-year-old black transgender woman who was full of joy and light, according to her family. She was killed on August 29th in Milwaukee. She died from gunshot wounds, but before she died, she was able to tell police in a 911 call where she met her killer and what kind of vehicle he drove. And he was arrested. I studied this case. Naomi Skinner, a 25-year-old black transgender woman, was described by a friend as being a very outstanding person. She lived a fabulous life. She was shot and killed by her boyfriend on February 12th in Detroit. Nedra Sequence Morris, a 50-year-old black transgender woman, was a strong, feisty, and opinionated woman and loved talking to her many friends on the phone. On May 14th, 2022, she was fatally shot in Opalaca, Florida. Paloma Vasquez, 29, of Houston, Texas, was found dead with a gunshot wound in her apartment on the evening of Saturday, the 26th of February. Paris Rich, 25, of San Diego, California, was found dead in a hotel room on June 13th. Police are investigating her death as a possible homicide. Quinn Mauer Gustin loved animals more than anything. She particularly had an affinity for stray cats and took care of a lot of stray and feral cats. She lost her battle with mental health on March 24th. Ray Musket, who worked at a grocery store, was described by coworkers as a kind soul with a glowing smile. On May 8th, Musket was shot and killed by his girlfriend in Michigan. Incidentally, the girlfriend also murdered her brother and the next day killed herself. Mm. Rexy Q, 26th of Wichita, Kansas, died by suicide. Rexy was, a passionate, uh, was passionate about using data analysis to shift public policy. They were a performer, musician, advocate, and strong force in the state of Kansas pushing for necessary change. Mm. But you have to understand that this year particularly, so much cruelty has been thrown at the feet of the transgender community. Mm. I would wager that suicides have probably come up. Sasha Mason, 45, died May 13th in Zebulon, North Carolina, after being shot during an armed robbery in her apartment by someone known to her. Samaj Billingslea, a 33-year-old trans man, graduated from Florida Youth Academy before attending Florida State College at Jacksonville. 
He was found in a Jacksonville, Florida hotel parking lot with multiple gunshot wounds. He died in the hospital. Police have no suspects. Serena Brenneman of Salem, Oregon, died by suicide on September 16th. Charmaine Giselle Marie, a 27-year-old black transgender woman who was born and raised in Gulfport, Mississippi and attended Gulfport High School. She worked as a personal care assistant and a certified nursing assistant for four years. She was shot and killed in Gulfport on June 21st. Tatiana T.T. LaBelle, a 33-year-old black transgender woman, was a Chicago native who loved friends and family. Although details are unclear, her death has been ruled a homicide and detectives are continuing to investigate. She was found dead in a garbage bin in Chicago on March 18th. Tiffany Banks was 25. She was killed in Miami on October 1st. Her death is the fourth known killing of a black transgender woman in Florida. Toy Davis, 34, of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was found July 16th, uh, found dead July 16th under suspicious circumstances. She also worked as a CNA and was a member of a trans organization called Sisters Helping Each Other Battle Adversity and recently shared her story on Facebook, writing that she felt her path was ordained by God and noted, my transition has saved my life. What a shame. Mm. So that's it. That's 47 gone too soon in the trans community mm. due to violence uh, from others, sometimes uh, due to suicide. It is a very hard world for trans friends to live in right now. We need a lot of change. We need some. We need people to just care at all about people as human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really start, struck today. You know, woke up to the news about the the Club Q terrorist attack, and uh, then I was on TikTok and I saw a friend of mine who performs as a drag king talking mm-hmm. about that yesterday. They did a an all ages. They were at a drag an all ages drag event mm-hmm. where uh, this this person played Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and so she was a drag king dressed up dressed as a male and, and as Santa Claus, and uh, she was talking about how she'd gone to the dollar store and she had all these little teddy bears that she'd put Christmas ribbons around and you know put um, candy canes and Christmas pencils and stuff like that together with the bears to give out mm-hmm. to children who attended the, the drag brunch. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was just horrified to think that there are people who think that her doing that was grooming children or harming children, mm-hmm. or doing something bad. Yeah. I just, we're living in a world of just lies when it comes to the drag community, the trans community, the LGBTQIA mm-hmm. community, the lies just never end. And I thought, how scary to know that she had been performing like that and wondering, like, you know, is she safe performing in an event like that? It's it's kind of dubious at this point. It is. It is. I don't know. I know we're we're pretty somber today, but it's hard not to be, you guys. And I'm sure that you all feel the same way if you've seen these things happening. But it's it's hard to 
find a way to put a positive spin on stories like these. There, there isn't one. No, there isn't one. No, there's not. We're tired. You're tired. We've all had enough. Yeah. We've had enough. Absolutely. Well, you know, check on your LGBTQIA friends. Reach out to them. Um, we all need some extra support right now. When these things happen, it's so terrifying that, to think that people hate us so much just for being ourselves is horrifying. Yeah. And that we have, you know, politicians and public servants who are allow allowed to speak out with such hate um, and then aren't held accountable when their hateful speech fuels someone. Uh-huh. to do something terrible. Absolutely. You've seen that over and over again, and it's happened again in Colorado. Yep. Well, this is our Monday episode. Uh, we will be back, of course, on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll have our Wednesday night case updates live stream. And in that, I'm sure we'll have lots more to say uh, about the attack on Club Q, along uh-huh. with many other things. You bet. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.